This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Podcast Nation, what is up? Uh, it's me, Gary. A very exciting day for me. We're recording this right now as the book is being launched. It's launch day, it's going extremely well. And I wanna first start and say thank you to all of you that are supporting. I really, really, really do appreciate it. But more importantly, we're doing our second pod sessions. If you missed the first one, when I think about my career, the late night hanging out in a hotel room with a bunch of the early Silicon Valley Web 2.0 investors and founders uh, really shaped a lot of my thinking and growth. And uh, those used to be called the jam sessions. Chris Saka uh, of Shark Tank fame and, and venture capital fame did a huge piece about, they did a huge piece on him in Vanity Fair uh, and he goes into it there. So go Google that and that explains what those late nights were. But they were they were essential moments for me. And then when I started seeing like documentaries about like Spielberg and Martin Scorsese, like they had their little rap pack in the mid 70s. And then you think about artists, right? Like Janis Joplin and those, like it's interesting to me that you have these pockets. I'm like, you know, I wanna replicate that. There's a whole new thing that I'm a part of now. Entrepreneurs, influencers, entrepreneurs like me that have done it who are now entering the new attention world. And and I was like, wow, I've, I really wanna do this thing called pod sessions instead of jam sessions where on my podcast, I wanna bring in three people, uh, or this time four, because we got a partnership here, to, you know, three or four people who, who I'm interested in, who I think are doing interesting things, and who I think are doing versions of what I'm doing and can bring value to my audience because they're doing it, but from a different way, slightly different, different angle, and what would happen if I just get them in and shoot the shit about what's happening in culture? What what can happen in all these different you know atoms bouncing around? And so this is pod sessions number two. I'm super excited, and I'm going to let uh, my guests introduce themselves. So guests, introduce yourselves and just give me the one minute origin and state of the union, kind of just a nice little recap for a lot of the audience who may not know who you are. Let's start with the legend herself, Bobby. We're going to start with mm. you. Oh, thank you. Well, You're I hate welcome. being called a legend. That just means I'm the oldest of the group. It's true. But, right. It's where I was going. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Um, and I'm 60 and proud of it. You so. look so fucking good. It's because the reason the way, you, by the way, yeah. the reason know, you always course, say 60 and do that, because you know you look know. fucking 43. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Like, like. You and look, I could actually do this. No one no, else in really, America Bobby, could do you, that. No, but really, Bobby, you, you, you are, you, yeah. you, you love that you look so good for your age, right? Yes, and you should see my dad at 82. So it's, he kills it. Oh, he kills it. He's handsome. He's good looking, he's every awesome. He's really cool. Like his social life is on point? He's single right now. He's, he's having fun. He's, well, is he he's, sliding into the DM? Um, he changed his whole career. He's a, a, a ex-lawyer children's book author now, so he's he's killing it. He has a whole nother uh, life at 82. number three, Tyler. Um, eight, yeah, honestly, right, it's amazing. But anyways, Bobby. I'm Bobby Brown. I'm the founder of Bobby Brown Cosmetics. Stayed with the corporation 22 years. I left a year and a half ago, and I started a lifestyle brand. I launched, You're up to no good right now, I'm right? up to no good. I, I launched a hotel, we're launching wellness products, we're launching a website and Facebook Live, and we just keep doing stuff. You know why? Because I can. Yeah. That's all. Are you happy? Are you super pumped? I've ne- After I've being in a corporation that long, oh like, are you like, you're like a bird Like now, out right? of jail, yeah. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. for you. No, I'm okay, happy. we'll get back to you in a minute. Yes, um, I'm Anna Victoria. I am a fitness influencer, personal trainer, and uh, my brand started back in about 2012 unintentionally and uh, back in 2012 really when Instagram was starting out and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. 
Um, fast forward almost six years, I now have built a personal brand and I'm in the fitness wellness space and I really vibe off of authenticity and just being real and connecting with people and of course helping people. And I think there's two core points that you didn't bring in here I want to bring right from the beginning. One, why you started your Instagram, I think yeah, it's super interesting absolutely. and two, I think you've converted your attention into an app, which I think is important for a lot of influencers to think about not just being in the business of getting paid for you know, product placement. I think when we get to the next group of gentlemen, I think they've done it as well as anybody. Give us those two little points. Yeah, so um, I did start my journey because of health problems, so it yes. wasn't your stereotypical like, oh, I wanna look good and I'm gonna right. inspire other people to wanna look good too. Right. I was. I grew up in the US, in Northern California, a small yes. town. Grew up eating junk food, saw nothing wrong with it. I loved it. Um, and it wasn't until my early 20s I started having health problems. I really did not put two and two together. Well, had to go to the emergency room and they were like, here's medicine. And I was like, okay. You know, like mm -hmm. that's what the you very do. typical mm -hmm. prescription mm -hmm. and I took the medicine, could tell there was still an underlying reason. This was um, for my health problems. This was early on in my relationship with my now husband, Luca, who is born and raised in Rome, Italy. Yeah, by the way, for everybody who needs to know this, because if you're listening on audio, <clears throat> Luca is so good looking. I had a meeting with them. And by the way, Anna's such a beautiful oh. woman, and I had a meeting with them the other day. I'm like, fucking Luca. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a dude, that. by the way. You know, so like it was funny. Oh my anyway, God. keep going. I will second that. And um, so he would look at me, you know, early on in our relationship and say, Anna, you can't eat goldfish crackers for dinner and I'd be like why not they're delicious you know I love them right. and for me food was pure indulgence that's what I was raised on of course enter health problems early 20s yes. and you know then we moved to China after I graduated college and that's when he was like you have no more excuses you have time to start working out eating healthy the crazy thing is I'm more busy now than when I was in college and quote-unquote didn't have time um, anyways, so there's that piece and that's why my brand is very much focused on first and foremost working out, fueling, nourishing your body for health reasons and then the aesthetic reasons sure. will come and there's sure. nothing wrong with wanting to look better either. Of course. So the next part it's is... Tyler's entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> right. He's only trying to look better at all times. He spends right. all his time on that. No, I um, <laughs> so I launched guides um, early on and then that transition, transitioned into my Body Love app which yep. just launched about a month ago and um, yeah, so that's a whole nother world that we have entered and it's been incredibly amazing and exploding almost and beyond our means right? and difficult, yes. It's hard for me to come to terms with the fact that glitches are a part of this whole app process. The biggest problem for people when they go into the technology business is they don't realize they're going into the technology business. The amount of people that come to me that are personal brands that want to then move it into something and they're like, I'm gonna start this app and I'm like, do you have a co-founder? No, I'm using this outside agency to build it. I'm like, you're a deep fucking shit. Because you're in the technology business. Right. right. Nonetheless, thank you. We'll move yeah. on. Men? Hi. Hi. Apologize for my bad voice. I had a really uh, bad cold yesterday. And no problem. Day, so, uh, the accent and the cold yeah. makes yeah. this an yeah. audio experience, yeah. which is what yeah, I'm going yeah. for. I'm thrilled that you have the cold. Thank you. You're thank welcome. You, no problem. My name is uh, Ralph de Geus. I'm from the Netherlands, nearby Amsterdam. Uh, I'm the co founder of uh, Boller. The, the lifestyle brand. BLR, some of you have seen me wear the beanie, yeah. I love it. Baller, lifestyle brands. And, um, and 433. The At 433, a monstrous soccer football. Um, you're being very nice. Yeah. I'll say football, you say soccer. soccer. We're being polite yeah. to each other. Uh, community, uh, digital community, I know it for its Instagram. I'm curious to learn a little bit more of what else you're doing with it. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. We built uh, both companies since uh, 2013. I think uh, with uh, 43, we were one of the first at the Instagram. 
I think today we have over 60 million followers. Wow. One How many? 16 million One followers. One six. One six million followers. We generate over 1.6 billion views, uh, sorry, impressions per month. And uh, we have over, I think, uh, 600 million video views per month. Yeah, I mean, I don't know so. if you guys know, but soccer is pretty big yeah. in the world. Yeah. It is the sport. Luca's like crying. He's so happy. All the, all the football stars like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Marcelo, Neymar, they follow uh, all four. Some yeah. good looking dudes too. Yeah. American, yeah. American soccer's up there too. No, American soccer's doing, listen, I was devastated that the US didn't qualify for this World Cup because it yeah. slows down the process for American soccer because the last two runs are so important. America's so America. Like, like God forbid America ever wins the World Cup, it will be our biggest mm. sport because we're just that way. We get so caught up in our own Michigas. One, one of my besties is the commissioner. Oh, I know, he's a Montclair he's a boy. Guy, yeah. He's the best. Yeah. DG yeah. is the best. And your partner here? Yeah. Hi, my name is Hugh Manders, um, CEO, co-founder of uh, both the companies Ball and 4.3. Let's explain a little bit more about Baller. Um, one of the, the other th uh, founder, he's not here today, but he was a professional football player, soccer player, sorry, played for the Dutch squad uh, and in the World Championship, etc. cetera, uh, Demi. Um, the, we created a brand like as soon as the professional soccer player steps off the pitch, the life of a baller begins. So it can be an NBA player, an NFL player, but as soon as he steps off the pitch, the life of a baller begins. And actually what we created is a lifestyle fashion brand. It's, yep. it's, 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 and yeah, we like Justin Bieber got two suitcases full of our stuff because he uh, wanted to have in something. Montclair. I was probably. Say, he's a Montclair kid too. Yes, but but like <laughs> it's 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 uh, uh, we have Neymar wearing uh, uh, our gear. Yeah, just uh, to jump in to paint a picture for a lot of people that may not be familiar with Balr Baller brand. Uh, when he talks about player coming off the pitch, my brother AJ left VaynerMedia. We started Vayner Sports. We're 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 gonna disproportionately disrupt the sports representation business because we are so over-focused on what happens off the field. Outside of your sneaker deal and your sports cards deal, most agencies aren't providing real financial and business opportunities to the degree that I think they should. Um, and we've started building a little relationship with these guys. I'm actually having a meeting with them after this podcast. Um, we sent, and these are now, remember, 18, 19 year olds, excuse me, I'm sorry, 21, 22 year olds, guys we signed this year, we sent them some care packages of the product. These are American football players, like from the streets, right? And they love, like every one of them has hit me up, like holy shit, I fucking love this brand. Um, so it, there's clearly, you're clearly doing the right thing and it's resonating. I don't think it's, I see a lot of brands that start in Europe that don't understand US sensibility. I think your brand has US sensibility. It's Biggest reason you're even sitting here, in my opinion. That, and I think you smartly took the leverage from the 433 attention and pushed it to a product company that creates much bigger upside financially and isn't at the mercy of an algorithm or an M&A activity or a platform or social network falling off. All right, let's go back around. This is the part where I'm most interested in, personally. I'm gonna take you in a different direction. Good thing Bobby's a quick thinker because she's gonna have to think the quickest. <laughs> what are you obsessed with right now? In culture, in life, this could be anything, like literally anything. This isn't about business or what app, like the 360 of life. Bobby, what are you obsessed with right now? Living a better life, feeling better in your skin, being able to figure out 
how you can eat properly so you could feel yourself to feel your best. I think that's what all anyone cares about. I don't care what's happening. Our world is changing. We don't have to talk about anything. Every single person wants to live a better life and be with their family, work harder, work smarter. And um, Beauty from the Inside Out has always been my platform. And I believe in it more than anything. And I'm obsessed with how you can drink espresso in the morning and have a vodka or tequila at night and be your healthiest self. Interesting. Thank you. Anna? All right. Yes. So I touched on this earlier um, that I really vibe off of authenticity and just being raw. I live in the social media world. Mm -hmm. And so I am just obsessed with women who are so unapologetically themselves and show the whole flaws side of them. And Did you see this whole like showing your gray hair thing the other day? um, You know what? I didn't see that. That I loved. Yeah. I was really into that. I was like, yes. Like that's, now you're starting to get into like that next place. Absolutely. I thought that was a really interesting kind of meme. You mean women that need touch-ups showing that? Is that what you're? Women just like, fuck it. I'm not dying my hair anymore. I'm gray hair now. Go. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) My hair is white. My hair hair is 100% white. Bobby, can you do me a huge favor? What? Can you just, for just one moment, just go 100% white? No, not be quiet, get louder. I don't want to, why would I want to? Just for me, just send it to me and then just dye your hair. I just wanna see what it looks like. I'm curious what the big AB difference is. Of course it does. Yeah, but why? Or cooler. My mom has silver hair and I just think it's gorgeous and I hope that I can, you know, age that gracefully. She's 60, yeah, she's 60, yeah. Yeah. So So that's your jam. So there's that, but I also really vibe off of struggles. I think that people really try to just be like, oh, I have this perfect life on Instagram and, you know, I don't ever go through any problems, but I feel like struggles are what empower us, yep. what help us learn. And I feel like owning it and being like, you know what? I went through this shit and yep. I came out stronger because yep. of it and not letting it drag you down and not trying to hide it because I feel like in hiding your struggles, it almost, you let it overtake you. I totally, it, and, it has the leverage. Right. And Absolutely. it becomes something much bigger than it needs to be when if you're just like, this is what I went through, yep. you're you allow other people to be like, I'm not alone, yep. I can connect on yep. this, and I can get to where you're yep. at too. Men? Men, yeah, so <laughs> I think uh, with my uh, 20 years experience, uh, uh, entrepreneurship, I want to uh, inspire the millennials. I think we have uh, over 80% of our employees are millennials, and I want to inspire them every day. I think that is uh, uh, one of the things I work hard for, and the other way is I try to build a foundation for my kids so they can have a good life in the future. Understood, my man? Here, here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's the happiness part, I think. It's create, create happiness for yourself, your family, uh, and employees, and I think that's something uh, related to what Rolf said. I think that's for us very important. Enjoy the ride, mm-hmm. and I think in any way, and enjoy the ride and extend it and give that. I think we, when we started, the three of us, it was all like anything we do, but it should be fun. And, and that the fun part, you can say, okay, fun and happiness is quite related. And I think it should be fun. And when somebody is not happy, please leave. And, and, and that's what we all, every week we, we tell us. Happiness is a choice. Yes. And, and, but so, and you take the happiness back home, you take the happiness back to work. And, uh, and it starts building momentum. Exactly. Yeah. And we stay hungry, of course, every day. And it's, it's, it's building global brands. That's it. Okay. We're going to do this again. This time, the non-horseshit version. I'll start. <laughs> Right? You, you guys gave me your religion, your macro, super awesome. I enjoyed it, I feel better than ever. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go more, more practical slash literal. 
I'm gonna start again. What are you most obsessed with? I'll go first. I'm most obsessed with right now the fact that Jordan, my trainer, has this stick and I didn't know about this thing called tissue quality, but I've had a bad back for 20 years because I worked in a liquor store and what actually was fucking me up is right on my hip pointer, right here, my tissue quality was so bad and your brain actually doesn't let you know, I didn't know this, your brain's protecting you from your flaw. So this stick, this plastic stick is my current obsession. Like I'm obsessed with it because it's making my body feel better. That and broccoli with lemon. Something has happened. I've always been a fairly decent fan of broccoli, but when you add lemon to it, Something weird happened to me about seven or eight weeks ago. I added lemon weirdly because I think it was for my seltzer water. And I was like, whoa, fucking broccoli with lemon's different. And now I've been eating it a lot. I'm currently obsessed with broccoli with lemon. Bobby, your turn. Okay, I'm not obsessed with broccoli, but I could I could kill your broccoli with lemon. Okay, I could chop it up and put some garlic in it and and kind of burn it, and I love it. you'll love Sounds my broccoli. Good. But, but okay. your current weird obsession, like like a TV show, a video game you're playing, a new app, some person that you've been following hardcore for the last three days, and you're like, who the fuck is this person? Something more nuanced, day in and day out. Like in our lives, there's always something that catches our attention. Maybe the new jersey of a team changed their jersey. Maybe wearing facial hair for the first time, like some sort of like more nuanced, interesting, intriguing, real life thing, not some altruistic mission fucking statement. Right, well, for personally, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I could take off 10 pounds. I have to go on QVC yes. to sell some wellness supplements yes. and I gotta fucking take off 10 pounds. Okay, first of all, that's crazy because if you're listening to this, Bobby, you are not, that doesn't seem real to me. But my pants, my jeans are tight on me. Really? Yeah. yeah my too many vodkas at I, what, night? I don't know. They add up. Those I, are sneaky I fucking know. calories. I, mean, I put nothing else in it, so maybe I need one. Olives can add up too. If you're I know. Throwing. I gave up olives for <laughs> you're cucumbers. Like, exactly. But I have a thing in my closet, my size two jeans. So I'm why, a small why do you person. think they're tight? Like, what have you been sneaking in the last? So, like, I know when I go a little high, yeah. it's that I default back to my old, old habits from pre three and a half years ago where I'll get tired, which is weird for me, Yeah. about 15 hours into my day of nonstop hustle, <laughs> and I'll be like, fuck, I need some sugar. Like I need a quit, like I'm gonna eat this Snickers bar that I just saw in that newsstand as I'm walking out the airport. I'm gonna eat the fuck out of it in a second and make pretend I didn't eat it. That, what are you doing no, that you think is sneaking? I, I don't, or was it, the, was it the holidays? You just got no, caught by December? No, no, I think it could be I've, I've launched a hotel, I've done all these things. No, I no, think, I know, that's no, no, why. I, no, but no, 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 no. What have you put in your body? I'm telling you, I don't, I don't nibble on French fries. So then there's something else. It's You've just not else. been going to the gym as much? Maybe I'm doing weights and not as much cardio. I don't know because I, I was just doing cardio and I switched to weights. I don't why, know. You know what's, what I've learned through or Instagram? Maybe when you're 60, Instagram you just has turn taught me into a different body. Instagram has taught me because everybody's like yeah. fitnessed out, AKA showing their butt, mm -hmm. and so I'm like, oh, weird. Right. And so, like, uh, <laughs> is that it's not the weight because so many people are putting up those awesome photos. I see to myself, I'm heavier right now, I'm 171 compared to where I was like 157 a little while ago, but because I'm adding so much muscle, it looks different. My jeans are inside out in my closet, because when they don't fit, I turn them inside out so I know it fits me, so it's easy to get dressed. 80% of my jeans are inside Amazing. out right now. Respect. In a pile. Respect. So okay, like, that, your current obsession is 10 pounds. My current obsession okay, is 10 every, pounds. And what's your Twitter handle? 
Uh, just Bobby Brown. Just Bobby Brown. Yeah. Okay, everybody who's listening, go to Twitter right now, hit up at Just Bobby Brown and start encouraging her. To and not he, drink. And here's the other thing. No, but can Every you morning, drink and lose 10 Bobby, pounds? Bobby, let me finish this. Session. Let me finish yes. this. This is very Sorry, important. No one ever interrupts you. Sorry. And I'm doing the interrupting. <laughs> Every morning, I want you to ask Bobby to take a picture of her scale and share it on social. No, it, because it's not about what you weigh, it's how your jeans mm. fit. Works. Yeah. Peer pressure makes people do no, shit. The, the, uh, the obsession is, can I drink alcohol and lose 10 pounds? That's all I want to know. How much? How, uh, you tell me. <laughs> no, how much, she means how much alcohol. Yeah. yeah. I have one or two drinks a night. That of, means four for no, everybody no, no, scoring no, no, at home. No, 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 I have the little bottles because that's how you drink in Montclair. Bobby, I, Montclair is such a fun town. Yeah. Montclair's got a different vibe all I think Montclair is actually not a real town. I feel like I feel like it's like a, one of those places that has like the town but underneath we got soccer domes there's like in co- Montclair. casino. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like Montclair's got like seven secret I feel like the hotel's a farce. I bet you in the basement of Bobby's hotel there's some gangster shit going on. Bobby? No, the hotel's not open yet, but God, no, no, Montclair's a even cool place. better. Yeah. And I, okay. oh, let's go back to it. Yes. Cucumbers, this one weird account, <laughs> yeah. watching 1984 okay. sitcoms. Like, what are you currently weirdly obsessed with? Are you ready for the eye rolls? I know they're coming. No. I'm obsessed with The Bachelor. Obsessed. That's good. Thank you. Am- now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I am. And- Ricky Van Veen, if you're listening, Ricky Van Veen, head of content for Facebook, one of my great, like, just I admire him. Such a good dude. He's obsessed with The Bachelor. Like I remember South by four okay. years ago, he's like, we have to go to this weird house and watch The Bachelor. I'm like, oh my God. like in the outskirts of Austin, we're going yeah. to a home and watching The Bachelor. Yeah. Was he's it like, a, yes. a party? Like yeah, it was a all dudes, party. by the yeah. way. Bachelor like, what the fuck Nation. Is <laughs> There's so many dudes that love The Bachelor. Yeah. Anyway, nonetheless, That's so funny. you love The Bachelor. I, I've been watching. Is, are we it. in the season right we're now? We're in the season right now. And who's the person? Yes. So it's Ari, a guy or a girl? Ari is Ari the guy. guy. And he came back from a prior season. Oh, so when I they're doing the recall now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, but he's a douchey dude. You know what? He's really goofy, but he's so. Is he a douchey? He likes it because he's a race car driver. Is he good looking? He is, yeah. Very? Yeah. yeah Very of, gray. Race car driver, so and, can... Yeah, race car driver and that's his jam. Right, all you Europeans like. Yeah. You know, the yeah. football soccer thing I can deal with, that whole yeah. Formula One bullshit, yeah. I'm out. I'm You're not out, Formula One. Ow, ow, Are you? Ow, yeah. ow, ow, ow. He loves fucking Formula One. <laughs> So, Do you hear his accent? Yeah, he fucking I know, loves Formula I know. One. He doesn't love soccer though. Like He's the only Italian wow. on earth. Like he he grew up. You love American, American football. football. Yes. I fucking love you for that. I won. Yeah. Wow. The internet is crazy. I know. Okay. <laughs> so um, and I hate The Bachelor. Do it you hate so it? Full Bobby, of you hate it, right? Well, I, I like ballers. Yes. yes. I am obsessed with oh, Ballers. Oh, Ballers the Rock show? Yes. No, the I need to get on that show. Seriously. I need to be on that show. Like like Entourage, I used to love love Ballers. You're just such a dude. I have three sons and two nephews. You're a fucking dude. I love that about you. Miami lifestyle. I do. It's quite a conflict. Yeah. Well, they drink cocktails on there. All right. So this is my problem with The Bachelor, is I think that they're getting more and more gimmicky, and it's getting more and more fake. You're obsessed. No, but I want to believe in the fairy tale. They're making yeah. it the fairy tales, hard. You li- you're living know, the fucking fairy tale. I know, I know. The I, fuck do you need to true. believe anything? You're but literally in the fairy tale as we speak. <laughs> I just feel like girls go on it now just to get insta famous, as they and, should. Right? Touche. Absolutely. Right, like what the fuck I just are we want doing them out here. Like, get on the love. fucking bachelor. Get awareness. Leverage it. To, you, get, right. you get lots of love outside of the bachelor with the leverage. Yeah. Right. 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 Thank you, boys. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. Real talk. Like tennis. the peanuts tennis. on British Airlines. Oh, tennis, tennis as a yes. whole. I'm, I'm Playing or watching? Tennis by tennis. Playing yeah. or watching? Both. 
both. Do you love? Yeah. Do you, do you played, just love Roger tennis. Federer? Do you think, love uh, Roger Federer? Forty years now. Love that. Do you love time. Roger Federer? Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Can I tell How, something weird about Roger Federer that yeah. I have to admit to everybody? Yeah. I've hated Roger Federer my whole life until this last weekend. Because he cried. Yeah. No, because I he's always been good like that. Because he's the best, and I when I don't care, I only root for underdogs, and he's the best. So I was just like, fuck, I don't care, slash, I respect the shit out of him, and like, I didn't need him to cry. He's the, by the way, he's the, like, I've tried to do a little bit of like digging. He's the best dude ever. <laughs> but I've like kind of like done the whole, com- like I root for the underdogs, and plus I love Joker. Like I'm a big Novak guy, because he's like ridiculous, and like, I like that. But like literally he made me submit this weekend. I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> like, he's such all time. All right. Your four favorite tennis players over the last 40 years. 40, Go. Joe McEnroe. Number, in order. Oh, in order. Not uh, in order, just be- four. My, I think my best friend, David Ferrer. Okay. Yeah, I know the guy for a couple of years, very nice guy. Okay, John McEnroe. John McEnroe. Why? Because his uh, attitude, his. Right, uh, and how old were you when he was doing his thing in the late 70s, early 80s? I was uh, 12. Exactly, 12. perfect, yeah. so you're yeah. like this so badass I'm guy, yeah. Age, so uh-huh. Got it, okay. Mac, same for me by the way, I love him with all my heart. Uh, we need to get Mac on pod sessions. Cause he like, awesome. yeah, I'm gonna get him. I yeah. love him, okay? Uh, Agassi. Agassi. Yeah. Same, cause they're the attitude kind of thing? Yeah. Which yeah. Agassi, long I hair Agassi or I your hair book. Agassi? No, the, the short hair. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Serena his book. Williams. His book. Williams. Yes, Serena's yeah. such and a Billie Jean King. Piece. Yes. How do you not no, love Billie no, Jean King? He doesn't like no, Billie Jean King. I don't know her. Yeah, that's, okay, I understand, cause that hit your radar. No, I don't play tennis. No, I understand culturally though. No, but did you see the movie? I did. Did you see the movie? What Billie Jean King did for all of us? She's so gangster. Oh my God, she is. She's so gangster. You have to see the movie. You know who I loved? Stefan Edberg. Yeah, I was guy. such yeah. a big Stefan Edberg sure, fan. Sure, player. Yeah, yeah just because like, last, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. he was so like smooth. Yeah, he was yeah. McEnroe style. Yeah, I yeah. was a big Stefan yeah. Edberg fan. What about Boris Becker when he was eighteen and won yeah. Wimbledon? He was, he was that 16. was cr- he won 16. Wimbledon. Was he that young? Yeah, yeah. he was so Almost young. Seventeen, yeah. 16 and 9 I think he was 17, right? Or yeah, he was 16, was, huh? Yeah. I thought he was, it's, right. He was, yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah. You know who I hated? Yvonne Lendl. Lendl. You know yeah, why? Because yeah. he destroyed McEnroe. You when he came back. You saw Michael Chang on Roland Garros? Well, fucking Michael Chang's French yes, Open. He was surfing. Uh, yeah, huh? He was so fucking cramping. Yeah. Michael Chang's calves were like the size of, of Ben's entire body. <laughs> they were huge. <laughs> they were huge. Seriously, Ben, they were huge. All right, let's yeah. move it on. Okay. I want to talk about Snapchat. Mm. The state of the union of your Snapchat life. Mine's really quick. I follow my kids to see what they're doing, and that's it. And are your kids behaving on there, being ridiculous? What's that? What are we seeing? Yeah, they, they're, they're ridiculously behaving. Got it. They're like taking just enough. They're just enough they that they know you're doing, watching. They're doing and then they're going they're, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're no, going one on one with the ridiculous shit. They look. Got it. I, they, yeah. Understood. Okay. Anna. Yeah. So I Snapchat was my jam when it not right when it came out, but once it became a thing for like influencers yep. to be on it and show like the more yep. real side of their yep. life, it really helped strengthen my brand because it went from here's this girl on Instagram, very not know, a perfect picture right. slash real shit. So Go ahead. and then I began just like sharing my day to day ups and downs. People yep. loved it. I have yep. my Snap fam, and they are hardcore loyal. Yes. Then Insta Stories came out, and I was like, uh-uh, no, Insta Stories. Like, I'm staying with right. Snapchat, like, yep. they're OG. Yep. But no one's going on Snapchat anymore. It's diving. It's 
and that breaks what my are, heart. What are your views from its peak to where it is right now? The most it had ever been was 40K. You were getting 40K kind of mm-hmm. consistently for views? And now it's at 20. Got it. And so. Now, do you think that's a chicken and egg game? So for me, yeah. they haven't declined, but they're not growing. My 60, mm-hmm. right? is right. staying firm because I'm not deciding that it's dead, I'm right. still giving it its effort because I because the thing that I don't think people understand is just like Instagram did something, tomorrow Snapchat could come up with an update that changes the game. I hope they do. Well, I think one of the ways to be strategic for you is mm-hmm. what energy you're putting into it right. needs to be thoughtful well, or doing a new kind of show on it right. or doing something altogether different that you don't do any, you're not giving people a reason to stay so engaged. I'm, I'm still on Snap. I still yeah, but I can see that you're half pregnant. Well, you're, it's like it's because I I use Snap because when it will do the six snaps all the way through, I can save them, put them on Insta Stories. So now I'm just on both places, but that is giving people a reason to no longer need to go to Snapchat. I think I think I think there's something to be said right now for creatives to be thoughtful about what to do on Snap because if you download if you look at the top apps right now, there are there's enormous amount of attention under 25 on Snapchat. It's that everybody's checked out with being creative on Snapchat. Right, right. I think there's a real, it's a white space because nobody, because everybody's left or leaving or in the process of leaving or half pregnant. In, in Europe you see that a lot of teenagers are usually still using it. Oh, it's mm. huge. But they use it as a messenger app. Yes. Not for the content app thing. Because people are mailing it in. Yeah. Including us. We've like started getting more serious in the last week or two about getting back to more Snap native stuff. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys with Snapchat? on both brands. I mean, Baller's fucking brand should be yes. super serious about it because 15 to 25 Europe is insane. Right at, at, the, mo- at the point we, we, we decided, okay, guys, we definitely should, should uh, come up with a strategy for Snapchat. Then Instagram stories came and they said, okay, guys, for now, focus now first Understand. on Instagram. And actually it was quite, they were a little bit arrogant to us uh, when we reached out for them. Uh, of course. To, to talk with them. It was quite But, I, but don't let emotion get in the way no, of opportunity. Too, no, 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 I, I totally right? agree. But this, Everybody shits on me in the beginning. But, but this first, <laughs> since, since 2018 for us, it's, it's again on the map. You know, it's, uh, and, and especially because we see so many teenagers using Snapchat, for instance, to say, uh, wish each other happy, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. They use Snapchat. So if if baller, if baller buys, it creates cool filters and puts them on top of every high school in the UK, your brand will change. Yes, great. Yeah. What is your favorite song right this second? Voice. <laughs> By the way, it can be an old school. Bruno Mars, I'm sorry. Really? This second, just because I just saw the Grammys. Right. He's so sweet and so like upbeat. Yeah, it was beautiful. He, you know, he makes you happy. Does he, he feel too much like trying to be a direct replication of Michael Jackson for you? No. Okay. No. Just curious. No. Big shot. He's a little guy. No, He's my big height. shot. Oh, big shot. That says. Oh, sorry. The song. Big yep. shot. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You? I'm also listening to uh, "Wish You Were Here." Pink Floyd. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's been a classic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah. She's inspiring you with yeah. her just raw authenticity? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Her authenticity and, you know, her music is, I have no rhythm, so I can't dance to it or anything, but I can listen to it and in my head, you know, working out at least, get in yep. the zone. So. And who's the new girl from New Jersey? What's her name? It's like S. Come on, you guys know. Yeah. She just wants. Three letter. Sh- uh, like. I don't want to say it the wrong. She's a SZA. She's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's not New that Jersey. new. Yeah, well, no. she's new to you. New to yeah, because you're a Grammy audience. Yeah. My husband had her on his uh, homepage, though. He found her. Really? He her, her music. Yeah. Usually, I listen to Biggie. That's my favorite. Do you love him? I love Biggie. 
Do you think he just painted the best I actually met his pic- daughter and his ex-wife on Instagram, and they came to my office, and oh, I did oh. an interview with them. No, honestly, they're really No, I cool. get it, it's fucking yeah. awesome. I think Biggie's ability to paint such clean pictures is what made him so special. To me with music, I don't think I'm musical. Like, I don't understand beats and rhythms. Like, I don't, I don't get excited about music. I'm obsessed with lyrics. Like, I need the stories, people that tell the truth. That's why I love hip hop. Hip hop is so skewed to like, hip-hop. especially their first album. The first album's the best, almost always, because it's like what, the it's, the or, it's the origin story. It's the first edition of the comic, right? Flo Rida. I'm sorry, I danced on stage with Flo Rida. <laughs> Was that a big moment for you? Oh my God. Almost as good as Salt and Pepper. I danced on stage with them oh too. And Jewish women can't dance. Really? That is but true, that is a but fact. But I did, so, yeah. <laughs> so what, what are you, what are you most um, curious about right now in, in the way you're thinking about your businesses? Like, what, like what's the unlock that you're looking for? What's, what's kind of the hurdle you're trying to jump over right now? Obviously, there's a lot of success at this table um, in a lot of different ways. So you're, you're in it right now, you know, you're in different chapters, you're in different parts of the success that you're actually living. What's the hurdle you're trying to really get over on right now. Fuller? Other markets. You know, we are quite big in Europe yet. Uh, US is, 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 is for us uh, always top five country, but series getting big, for instance, in Americas or in Asia. Uh, and, and maintaining from that. both 433 or from Baller? Oh, sorry, that's Baller. That's Baller. Yes, that's right. And 43 uh, US is number one followers base. So that's uh, for, so for Baller, it's 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 getting big in in in, in uh, other parts of the world. And for 43 is it's I think okay, stay big, become bigger, and and monetize in a really user friendly way uh, and relevant. Yeah, uh, stay relevant. I think that's it, that's, that's maybe. Fair enough, Anna? It. Yeah, I would say even stemming off of our meeting about a week and a half ago is just. How great was that meeting? It was amazing. Did you leave, did you leave here and say, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's even better looking and, smart, <laughs> and smarter in real life. Yeah. That's what you left with, right? Yes. Yeah, Good. Yeah. Team, right? Right? You guys left with man crushes on each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what Was it on the podcast or on the video? It was a video. Good podcast and video, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I was super stoked. I was so stoked. Fangirling. So, um, yeah, you know, just expanding so that I can take all the little tedious things off my shoulders so I can yes. just focus on connecting. And, Have you guys um, made progress? Yes. Yeah. Mentally, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there's that. Um, I also find, you know, just still standing out, you know, and reaching a bigger market. Um, there's so many fitness girls. Can I ask you, you know? a question? Yeah. That I actually really think is important for a lot of people to hear. Yeah. How do you deal with being a pretty girl on Instagram? Like, um, like how you know, much, you know, how much in the DM, right. like how much of like the, you know, the, the dude stuff that's unfortunately comes along with dude's DNA. Right. Like, like to me, you know, when I'm trying to help people persevere and, and put into context trolls, hate, mm-hmm. negativity, there is an absolute different game for men and women and then there's a totally different game for like attractive, attractive right. girls on the platform. Like, how are you, what's going, so, where are you at with I'm that? I'm gonna tell you, first Please. of all, my female like, male ratio. Like there's disgusting shit right. and j- disrespectful yeah. shit and. 
I just get kind of numb to it. I just immediately right. delete block. But I have an 83% female audience. And I'm very proud of that. Because yeah, that's, that's almost crazy. unheard of for a female yeah. fitness influencer. Yeah. And the reason why is because, A, I don't post TNA. Or at yeah. least not to where it crosses the line of where this yeah. is no longer fitness. Yeah. Um, and That I, is, by the way, like as soon as you said that, literally I was almost about to look at your account. I'm like, there's only one way to do it. And it's just the Mendoza line of of how much skin you show. Right, and it sucks because I don't, you know, women can also be empowered by, you know, their sexuality, but it's like, but then you're inviting. Do you ever inviting. throw that curveball? Do you ever go further once in a blue moon because I you're was, trying to mix it up? No, I definitely don't want to Because you don't want to deal with the ramifications? Exactly, anytime I get a guy that comments something vulgar, immediately delete and block, I don't want that as a follower. I don't want other women to have to see that on my page. I'm not interested in having male followers unless they are there for genuine fitness inspiration. Interesting. So I, and I, another thing that I've done is I've intentionally. So that's made it easy. Yeah, uh, I would say just I, I have it then somewhat Then it's just DM that you have to then right. kind of Exactly. Um, I also talk in a very girly tone on purpose because I want all of I my see. references is, hey girls, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah, some yeah. guys genuinely comment, they're like, hey, some guys follow you for motivation too. And I replied, I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. Like, well, listen, I mean, I think, listen, I know this is a guy and having guy friends. A lot of guys also use some of them as motivation for their significant others. Exactly. Like a lot more than people really, like <laughs> not all dudes are horrible. Like there's right, a lot of like right. interesting kind of, Absolutely. like I've been seeing that micro trend and that's a, that's a scary line to go as a guy. <laughs> If you have a girlfriend or wife, be like, "Hey, check out this girl." Like, uh-huh. you know, that's a place most guys aren't gonna go. But yes. it's interesting to watch the world yes. evolve in many different ways. Anyway, nonetheless, so yeah. that's the answer, I guess. Yep, that's the answer. I just have been super hardcore intentional about I don't want a male audience yeah. or a minimal one. You know, ones that are there for you know genuine reasons. I, at the time, through my whole, he was with me pre-Instagram, by the way, <laughs> and you know he. You're a great dude. <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people. I get asked a lot, like, well, when did you guys actually meet? Like, did he meet you after Instagram? Because then people think it's you know it's a different thing. And yeah, so, I get it. Um. So yeah, just being very intentional, cool, Bobby. Really. What are you? You know, all these years in corporate land. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to get back to the pre-corporate Bobby that made you so special? Your personality and who you are is that, but on the professional side. No, I mean a couple weeks. It took I a couple weeks, my, right? I, I, yeah, I had, a couple, right? I had a couple weeks and I started doing things, but for me, you know, I built a billion dollar brand, but I had a giant team. Now right, I'm huge. rebuilding this new brand with three people. Right. And it's insane. It's insane. And it's just, it's really cool. And I'm a product person, so I make products and I sell products, that's my brand. And you know, different things and it's a, gonna be an interesting journey but after having success, I really love the journey. Yeah, the more fucking than getting the there. Because once game. you're there, you're like, oh shit, Fuck now that. what? I hate it. So, and I will um, never- When I buy the Jets, yeah. Bobby, uh-huh. I'm gonna cry out of sadness. <laughs> no, the journey, man, I fucking yeah, love it. Right. Like, I love it. And then you're stuck with trying to figure out what to do. but. I will never, ever, ever sell my company and stay with it again. Good for you. All right, let's do Q&A session for all of us, for each other, even the people that are hanging around outside of us. Guys, what kind of question, based on me or them or, or just a general question, like what about a little Q&A session? This could be a fun little format. I think uh, an, a question uh, where I'm thinking a lot about is the next steps uh, Instagram will take um, about uh, e-commerce. Right, what's gonna happen with shopping inside yes, Instagram? Yes, Well, I'll give you a very simple answer. It's gonna be a humongous fucking deal. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be, all this game is, is about lack of friction. The things that I believe in create the least friction, right? It's just all about lack of friction. Alexa. Alexa, buy a purse. 
Did you want me to find purse? Yes. One moment. To me, what's so interesting is, I don't know how many seconds in we're now, probably seven or eight. Alexa, buy this. I just bought a $36 purse, right? Oh, Alexa, we meant Hermes. (laughs) 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 Alexa's got a little way to go. Alexa, thank you, stop, Alexa, stop. So here's, here's what I think. I think lack of friction. The fact that I just bought a $36 purse in one second, nine seconds, 11, whatever the math will show, that is remarkable. Like, like forget about e-commerce. That machine right there is remarkable. When you're in your Instagram feed, which so many people live in now, it is an absolute place of consumption, and we're all inspired and see different things, the lack of friction, I mean, when thinking about all three of you, and me too, I mean, you know, I, I, crushing it is doing real damage right now. Andy K, can we get Andy K is here? Well. <laughs> By the way, for everybody who doesn't have the visual, Andy K is sitting right behind me. Yeah, he's even, Andy's faster than Alexa. Andy, give us a little update on like some of the stuff. You're, give me a metric or two to share with the audience. We're running Instagram ads right now for crushing it. Give me something that's just like a ludicrous data point. Facebook ads were crazy. We were getting three cent clicks at scale. So like three cents to get somebody to click to show indication of buying the books. Now not everybody will convert and if one of 30 do, it costs 90 cents to get a sale. These are staggering numbers for people that are actual transactors. Give me some sort of fun Instagram consumption thing or something that's interesting. Okay, Andy's pulling that up. Here, here's, what, here's what I think. When Instagram and when all of them, Twitter, YouTube, as we start integrating commerce, you've done it kind of like outside of it. I've done it outside of it. Everybody here is actually doing it outside of it, which is we're creating brand and Instagram, we're leveraging that attention to create transaction outside, which creates friction. When this is just default in there, and you see somebody wearing something awesome, and you just hit a button, and you've just bought it, it's gonna go to the moon. You're gonna have a conversion rate dramatically higher than like, oh, let me go to Baller's website, oh, the link's in the, U, in the profile. This, that's friction, 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 and why I'm obsessed with Alexa, right, and devices like that is they're gonna eliminate friction, Everything that eliminates friction has upside. Uber eliminated friction, which is why you're willing to overpay for transportation. Friction is the enemy, period, end of story. Right? Netflix eliminated friction by allowing you to binge watch because that's what you actually wanted to do. So that's all I ever think about, getting to the heart of it. So what do I think about it? It's going to be the whole kit and caboodle and 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 you should be practicing for it now. Um, And what does that mean? That means taking photos now that are already thinking what if and seeing how they interact and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Less than half a penny to watch 95% of one of your videos on Instagram. So I have a video right now that we're running an ad on which is building brand awareness that we're spending less than half a penny to get somebody to watch 95% of that video. Correct. Which video is that? It's with you. With me and The Rock. I buy that book. Right. <laughs> so the, He's so manly, right? huh? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I have a question about If the, I was The Rock, I'd be so big. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at influence marketing, and a lot of people call themselves bloggers or yeah, vloggers, right. etc. Yeah. And, and they all want to be commercial. So how do you see the future for Great most question. of these vloggers and bloggers? I think there's a long tail. That's why I wrote Crushing It. I think a lot. I don't, listen, I think I 
if I was a full-time influencer, could make 40 to $60 million a year being Gary Vee. I really believe that. And then I think there's people that can make 40 to $60, 40 to 60,000, 400 to 600,000. I think the market corrects itself. So, but here's why I'm so happy. You're thinking about it, what's in it for your brand right now? Like, is this the right person to pay? I'm thinking about the other way. Can you imagine a woman living in Scotland right now who loves gardening and she's great at it. She's been gardening for fucking 49 years. And as long as she can start understanding how modern consumption happens between YouTube, a podcast, Instagram, that nobody can pick her, that she can go to the market and slowly but surely build an audience and get into a place where instead of making 54,000 euros a year being a secretary or making $500,000 a year owning her own shop, she can make 501,000 being a gardener or $54,000 or, by the way, do you know everybody listening right now, if they had to take 10% less in income but do the thing that they do when they wanna do, like, you know, tennis. I would like to make the argument that if you can make a million dollars a year with Baller and 433, but you can make 900,000 on just tennis, that becomes interesting. And I'm curious about from a million to what? Like how low? Because what I don't think people realize. Very low, I guess, very low. Well, so think about how powerful that is. And that's when it kind of just started really clicking for me. So I think the long tail's super long. I think there's special people at this table who are gonna be in the higher percentage of this. What I think is that everybody actually is either passionate or knowledgeable about something and both can, when you are passionate, just that energy alone is interesting. Like somebody being unbelievably passionate about Montclair Mm -hmm. and becoming the local paper on Instagram, on on Facebook and on YouTube has a 50 to $100,000 business because the local businesses, once everybody starts watching, are gonna wanna get into there somehow. I don't think people have fully, listen, this is the book that changed my life and like really put me on. I never thought I would make the updated version of Crush It. What happened to me was the last 15 months are different for me than they were before. I went all in, even though I thought I was all in and I was like, fuck, me being at the forefront of this and if I have found way more upside and way more white space and there's so much more to go, oh shit, nobody understands how big this really is, this because of podcasting. Now you could be just audio if you're embarrassed the way you look or you're self-conscious. Writing, that you vlog, it can make writing, there's Facebook, we just did a live show. We did. I mean, 20 years ago for us as professionals, we would've been like, what? Like, like you have to QVC. Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. When I used to like sell books on the Today Show, it was like a hairdresser and a stylist. It was the whole, the comments, the whole thing. Oprah, forget it, it was over the top. It's so different now. And the attention's at scale. Like there's, you know, and so I think what's gonna happen is a lot more people are gonna do this for a living. I think a lot of people are about to take control of their own lives and use the decentralization of our society and media, not just, people are worried about rigging elections and Trump Mm -hmm. and Brexit and, and everybody focuses on these negatives, Russian hackers, I'm like, if it's that powerful, think what it can do for your life. So the long tail will be way longer, that's what you say. Way, way, because there's a practicality. This is not about making a million dollars. This is tell me how much money you make and tell me how happy you are. If you're unbelievably happy, you love being a plumber and you make 87,000 a year and you're happy as shit, I don't, want you, I don't want you to watch anything I say. I don't want you to read my book. Get the fuck out, you fucking won. I'm so fucking proud of you. Actually go make other people happy because you're fucking happy. But here's what I know. Almost everybody is not happy about one or the other. 
And I'm like, wow, the practicality of being in the place of both is extraordinary because it used to take somebody as special as Bobby because he had to really be all time great. Now, you can be just good enough to offset because the opportunity of attention on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, blogging is so high and the cost is zero. But I, but I have a question. Please, so Bobby. So I have 240,000 followers, 244. Yes. Okay, I mean, I listen to 16 million, million. to yes. whatever. I'm building a new brand. Yes. Do I need to be mostly concerned with raising how many people follow me? And mine are all organic followers. So you, you, need, you need to understand attention. Mm-hmm. So for example, what's great about you that you have that's maybe different than other people is you're rich, right? You've made some money. So well, that has Let's, nothing to do with my question. Sure it does. You just heard somebody say that we're getting fucking people to watch something for half a fucking penny. You need to run fucking ads. When ads are underpriced, they're better than organic. That's the confusion in the system. But that I, was, by the way, real quick, that was the most important part of content that I've put out in a very long time. That little moment. This is why I do this shit. Like, I don't know, I've known that for the last fucking five years. I just have never said it before until this moment. So it doesn't matter if I try to grow my followers or should I be focused on trying to get to a million followers? You should focus on getting the most underpriced attention you possibly can in return for what you want. Organic's a great way to do it since it's fucking organic and it's sweat equity. And for anybody who's starting at zero, it's all you fucking got. When you're fucking Bobby B and you got a couple dollars and you can spend 10,000 thousand dollars a month if you choose to on Instagram and get a hundred to five hundred thousand in media value in Gary Vaynerchuk's point of view you better fucking do it because it goes away but then why not hop on my friend Elvis Duran's you know radio show that he's got four million people why not because he doesn't actually have four million and Elvis is insane doesn't no because the rate you know (laughs) number two he he probably has 2.3 or 1.7 or whatever the Mm -hmm. actual number is because and it's not Elvis's fault Elvis is the fucking I fucking love him it's just the way that radio metrics and TV metrics work they're broken um you should like like you, you're doing everything exactly right. Underpriced attention is getting your ass into Z100 and sitting down for 15 minutes and siphoning attention and coming here and being part of this. All the things that you have because of All your role. All the things Rolodex. my husband says, why are you doing this? Right, because right. he's not as smart as you. Oh no, he's really smart. But and not as smart as you. more handsome. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. anybody who doesn't understand trading attention yeah. is the only game or doesn't value it as much is already not as smart as. Because if you want to understand why Muhammad Ali is he, who he is, or the Beatles, or Howard Stern, or anything else, like, or how Ronald Reagan actually built his legacy, it is about underpriced attention. And that's what we're living through right now. And so while these guys build a fucking street kind of cultural brand called Baller, you've got, their, you've got Under Armour sitting around and putzing around and spending $4 million to make a 30 second spot, and like, it, people are lost because it's real change. Mm-hmm. Underpriced attention. You should take that video of you and me and you should run it against Gary Vee fans on Facebook for a penny a pop and start siphoning my audience into you. I did that with our meeting. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's teach people. What did yeah. you do? So I took from the picture I posted of us, I did a promotion on Instagram, targeted your audience, and then still, I still want to keep it female. So, so you want you female, female Gary Vee fans. Right. And yes. what happened? It, you know, I got a lot of engagement on it. <laughs> And yeah, he, when he saw I was doing and that, it's he was like, and it's contextual. And it's contextual. a lot of engagement. Yeah. 
Well, it, you know, I try to have minimum one to two percent. Two plus percent engagement for your followers is actually a lot. The people who have above two to three into the five percent engagement are unicorns. They're normally the YouTube people that put all their life out there so people feel super connected to them. I would say or, or mm-hmm. and let me give you a bigger insight, yeah. their audience is so young, it's their only consumption. Yes. The reason YouTube people over index is when your audience is 13 to, it was 11 to 15 year old girls, they literally leave school, get on their phone, and fall asleep. Like, like so you're, that is the only media. There is nothing else. There is no some TV, some print, some looking outside to the real world. It is that. And so their engagement is higher. Right. But let's talk about something else. This is not just a metrics game. It's contextual. So the other thing that Anna was able to do with that photo is it's not only that she was able to target my fans, my fans know me, they know I'm not meeting with every single person. And so they're like, okay, why would Gary waste his time? Or what is it? And so like, it's the contextual nature of the awareness. The, the rock photo for me is not only good on the metrics, it's good on the, the contextual nature of the impression. So I have a question for yeah. Bobby, actually. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is out there already, but why did you leave and create your own brand now? Well, I started a makeup brand with 10 lipsticks when I was 30 years old, and after four years, I sold it to Estee Lauder okay. and grew the business to a billion dollars. Right. And after uh, past couple, la- the last couple years working with the big corporation and knowing that things were changing, I didn't have as much power to do it. Okay. So. I, I don't I don't regret selling it. I don't regret staying. I don't regret anything because that's how you learn and get better. Right. But starting something new my way is kind of the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. When I heard you were yeah. going to be part of it, I was like, wow. But do you, yeah, know did you I freak left out? I didn't. People don't know. No. I get on your show. I tell. I get on everyone's mm-hmm. show. I left the brand. I have nothing to do with it. The past year and a half. I have great news and what? Great, great, great news. What? Nobody will ever think you left the brand. The brand's your fucking name, Bobby. I know, but it's not what, it's the brand is different I than get what it, I created. But Bobby, Bobby, I, you're it, a big girl. No. They're never gonna think you left. I don't care, I want It's your to. fucking name. Yeah. I started it and I had a great brand, but it's not the same Mazel as it was anymore. Nobody's gonna know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna still tell people. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Um, can you promise me that you will make a huge commitment to audio? Yes. Thank you, Bobby. Yes. <laughs> so, um, podcast audio? Guys, nobody owns the football, soccer, podcast space. Fucking do it. Take the fucking money you're making. You're making money. You're selling some fucking hoodies. They're, you're making real profit. Can you please fucking invest in two kids that know a lot, or, or two old peeps, or I don't give a fuck, two people that know about fucking football, and get them on fucking, and use, you used 433's attention to build this. You can have a top 100 podcast in the world. It will change your business. Okay, how do we start a podcast? Well, you can use Anchor, which makes it real fucking easy because then you're just walking. It's a nice little app. Or you could email Seth. Seth, actually, Seth, I want you to write for my blog. We'll link you up. We'll give you some looks. You're also handsome, so that'll be good for you. Uh, I want you to write a post, a guest post on my personal blog of like how you start a podcast. All the different ways. Anchor will be one way. That's like the simple lightweight. How do we do it? How do we do it? Then tell some personal stories of what we were doing before you got here. Like. It's, it's not hard. I got the interviews down. I know who to call, I have the address. Yeah, you're crazy, just, you're ridiculous because you're no, Rolodex. I mean like when I say how to do it, 
I mean, I know what you mean. How do I no, do no. it? If you think I'm asking Seth for the magic yeah. part, okay. I'm asking him for the fucking right. the nails and the hammer. Like, do download I need this per- app. Get this fucking microphone. Uh-huh. Like, upload this way. This is the most efficient way to be on iTunes and Skitcher and Google Play. He will do the really kind I, of. Like, I interview do- every Uber driver. I have everyone's got a story. But the other thing you have, and this is how I would tell I'm you to curious. launch your your podcast specifically. You got to go for the biggest whale down. Your first ten guests. You got to go in for the. I got Gloria Stein already. I got some. I've done. That's I've done all nut. of that. Do it I again. I have it. All. I, it's all on Facebook Live. But yeah. Do it again. Okay. Or you know, depends on the quality of the audio. Like we'll do all that. Like uh, uh, my podcast is ripping the audio from my vlog. Mm-hmm. This is actually the only original thing I hope I'm Tara doing right and now. Michelle are listening to this because I don't want to <laughs> repeat it. <laughs> all right. Final thoughts for the Vayner Nation. What do you want them to know? This is where you can right hook, this is where you can jab, this is where you can do whatever you want. I want to get your mother on my podcast. I'll talk to Tamara Vaynerchuk for you, done. Anna? Um, Yeah, I would just say that if you are looking for someone who's just gonna keep it, you know, give it to you straight, kind of, you know what? I'm the female Gary V for fitness. So if you want to, you I know, get into I the, look so good. yeah, I'm super pumped. <laughs> right. I'm super pumped. You know, fitness stuff, real. I'm your girl. Love it, men. Yeah, you know why we're here. I sent you a uh, DM a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we will set up an advisory board. And I think uh, today uh, we will ask you to uh, be part of the. <laughs> I mean, this guy's a real gangster. He's trying to leverage this board, moment so, uh, to yeah. to force me into advisory. Yeah. I love it. Let's fucking gangster. Question of the day that I want to end the pod sessions with. Uh, I want. I'm gonna start. I'll give you a few minutes. You get. I want a lot of answers to this all over Twitter. Use the hashtag GV Pod Sessions to answer because I want to get the feedback. All four of us are gonna ask a question of the audience to answer. This is an opportunity for us to get consumer insight. Or if you have an uh, if you have a passion, it'll be an opportunity to get everybody to start thinking a different way. I'll start first. What is your 2018 voice strategy, Bobby B? What is my 2018 voice? No, this, we're asking oh, the audience, okay, gotcha, all four gotcha. of us are gonna ask yeah. a question of the audience, they're gonna answer, they're gonna use a hashtag, GVPodSessions, you can go and look at all these answers. Gotcha. This might be a way, what I use the question of the day for is sometimes market research, mm-hmm. right, because you get a thousand answers. Sometimes I use it as I'm using it now to get people to finally fucking do something that will make them mm-hmm. happy and will bring them fruitfulness. So my question to the audience in wrapping up pod sessions number two is, what is your, what is your the audience, 2018 voice strategy. Bobby, what is your question for the audience? My question would be, what is the one or two things that would make your life different? What 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 could simplify what you're doing right simplify. now? Simplify, love it. Um, I wanna know what are the one or two things that are causing people's struggle to overtake them and not allow them to move past them. What's the one or two struggles yeah. that have more leverage right now? What, right. what Why are you on defense instead of right. offense? Yep. Baller? Yeah, question for Bolo, exactly. It's like, what is your favorite online platform to buy your apparel? Love that. That's a and great why? question. Love that. Mm. Great. Gang, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Great job. Yeah, of course. Lack of hey, podcast listeners, uh, big ups. I'm putting on my Gary Vaynerchuk, CEO of Vayner Media hat right now, not the Gary V that all of you love so much, or at least are curious of, or actually are starting to hate. I have no idea how you feel, but I love you. Nonetheless, uh, we're a year into it, uh, not even really, but one of the most exciting things that Vayner Media sells, besides the million dollar scopes for the biggest brands in the world, is this concept of four Ds. Do I have a URL for this as I'm doing this? Is it, can, can you figure it out? Well, I'm yapping, D-Rock. Anyway, 4Ds, Daily Digital Deep Dive, a consulting 
product from VaynerMedia that has crushed uh, for us and has had a huge impact. I just came back from Agent 2021. I know this is a post uh, announcement for the podcast, but I'm gonna run this for a while. So that was in January if you're listening in May, uh, but I know it's February right now. Nonetheless, um, uh, a $10,000 immersion day where you come in and you learn from our creative team, our media team, our consulting and strategy team, like just a complete get in here, kind of like Disney and Zappos does, have your company pay for a $10,000 consulting strategy day here in New York City. We're also now doing it in London. Details are on VaynerMedia's site, vaynermedia.com slash 4Ds. Slash services slash 4Ds. Can you create a Gary V's? Create a Gary V for me. Hold on, everyone. Stick with me here. DRock's going. If not, I'm going to create a Gary V. Great. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, right? VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS, the 4Ds, the daily digital deep dive. It is changing small and medium-sized businesses' worlds. Go on the website to get the dates or go to Gary Vaynerchuk's website, GaryVaynerchuk.com, and go to events and see it there. I'm in there for an hour doing kind of my one-on-one Q&A, personal fix your business, grow your business, expand your business session. It has exploded. I am now completely confident in this product. At first, I was like, oh, 10,000, can we make it worth it? Hearing the ridiculous stories of I came to your 40s and was doing 280,000, now we're doing 2.2 million. To be very frank, I'm thinking about raising the price. I want to make sure the podcast world knows about it. VaynerMedia.com slash 4DS or GaryVaynerchuk.com, hit the events tab. Come and check out the 4Ds. I'd love to see you in New York or London. Go see the dates, sign up. This will change your business. See ya.